Nice sweatshirt. <laughs> There's a this dragon. is my high school <laughs> ski team sweatshirt. What's with the dragon? Cornwall dragons represent cornball. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Oh, cool. Corn that... <laughs> wall. Wall, not ball. Oh, man, I would have been a good bully <laughs> at your high school. Hey, Kyle, it's been so oh, long. Oh, are we actually going like... to do a podcast now? Yeah, yeah, Tom oh, left. boring. Mm. We should do a special, wait a minute, let me see what the no- episode number. Oh, it this is, is 50. 50. Right? Five zero, yeah. Half centennial, I love that. This is the half centennial episode. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing okay, how are you? I'm a little tired today, but other than that, I mean, what else is new? I mean, it's Friday, end of the week. How are you, what's going on? How was your week? My week was pretty good. I'm still recovering from Mm -hmm. South By. Yeah, let's talk about that. Which is here in Austin, it's still going on. But the interactive or the heavy part of the interactive stuff is is over. Wow. Were you like super interactive? I was super interactive, which is okay. why I'm still trying to to get back to normal. <laughs> which is why you put which on is, the high school sweatshirt and you're cowering. Which is why I'm working. <laughs> yeah. In the why corner. I'm working from home, wearing the high school sweatshirt <laughs> helps me get back into the mindset of design. Yeah. What was the most interesting thing that you uh, checked out? This oh, past week? the most interesting thing. Like, what are you still thinking about? I am still thinking about. Have you heard of Bruce Mao? No. He's like, how do I explain? Like, he's a proponent of design thinking and problem solving and design as a process kind of thing. He came out with a book called Massive Change. Okay. And it's essentially like a design ethics book. And his talk was about some of the points that he makes in that book. I think that he's refined over time. That was really inspiring to hear how like he he talked about his 24 ways for massive change. He'd like pull out one of the ways and, and then like talk about how he's used that in a project. And his project's like range and from like like he's not doing digital product design he's like tackling experiences so right now i think he's working at an event company that actually helps put together south by southwest and the super bowl and other insanely huge events and so he's thinking about people's experience for that cool did he help with this current south by southwest yeah he did Or his company did. I don't know what, like, he's one of those people where, like, he also has, like, a foundation. Oh, wow. Must have been packed. Was it it pretty packed? He must have been, like, one of the major... Yeah, he was in one of the big rooms. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that, like, was interesting that he started off the talk with that that I'm still kind of thinking about is, so, so he was... I guess earlier in his career, traveling a lot. And one of his coworkers, like every time they go to a hotel and they'd have like a bad experience at a hotel, which is, I mean, from what I've experienced, fairly common, unless you're willing to pay a lot of money. He would complain about the bad experience. Bruce's original stance was like, 
who cares? It's just a hotel. Yeah. And I guess over time, he's come to change that mindset of like, we only have a short amount of time here and we want to make sure that the experiences that we're having are great experiences. So no, yeah. like, try to turn that story into a learning lesson, I guess. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it was a good talk about like how design thinking can help us help us change the world, make the hmm. world a better place. That's interesting because we talk a lot about, you know, what are some non-traditional design projects we could do? And mm. that sounds like that's a really interesting direction to try out in terms of like actual experiences, like actual experience design and not on an interface. But, you know, an event like that, that's that's so funny because I think too naturally as designers, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm always talking about things I'm experiencing, whether it's a website or whether it's literally like buying a ticket to something in person, you know, the interaction I've had, hotels are a huge thing. I have a, a whole bucket of awful experiences <laughs> that I love to talk about, you know, and that's, I wonder, because those are all, it's great, but is there anything around the actual logistics of, of how to show someone the value in, in creating a better experience, like a potential client, you know? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was one of the first talks I went to. Okay. Yeah. And so there were, you know, Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday full of talks. Whoa. So they're all like jumbled in my head. But that were one, you alone? I went with Lindsay, okay. our VP of marketing. And and she actually went to that talk with me. Um, cool. But she went to a bunch of other marketing. South by Southwest has turned into this huge, huge event. Which, like, we can get into things that I didn't like, I guess, sure. later. But, man, there's a lot of people. Last year, I tried to avoid a lot of the crowds. And I was selective about some of the free events that I went to. And just met up with people for coffee here or lunch while they were in town. And generally avoided all of it. And I was like, well, this year I want to do the opposite of that. I'm going to immerse myself into the chaos. Mm. And I'm out on the other side now. And wow. I, <laughs> you made it. Welcome. I made it through. <laughs> Where do you sit in like those talks? Like, are you a front person, middle person, or like standing in the back wall <laughs> person? I'm so curious. It depends on how invested I am in the talk. Like in that one, we were like right in the middle, like the whole front of the the talk was already taken up. Mm -hmm. And by front, I mean like there were probably like 25 rows in front of us that were wow. all already full. So we just, I just found like next closest. Nice. For some of them that I'm like, eh, this could be good or this could be really bad. And I'd want to just like duck out. If it's yeah. really bad, <laughs> which is like with South by totally acceptable. Yeah. Which, try and sit in the back corner <laughs> or back row. Yeah. Um, yeah. For that, I knew I've read the book and I, I knew or I thought going in, I could make the investment and choose like a front or as close as I could get in the middle of the row seat and be like, <laughs> staying to the end of this one. <laughs> might ask a question if I could, you know, whenever, whenever I think about asking a question, it, it's like way before question time. And then I start to get very hot. 
and like kind of sweaty. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, I'm going to ask this. Oh, and then all of a sudden all my attention is on the question I want. And then it's just a big mess. I try not to do that. Like, I'm going to ask a question, but I'm not going to think about what I'm going to ask. Maybe I'll just wing it. That's even, yeah, that's not anxiety inducing at all. Just <laughs> in front of like hundreds of people. Oh, I hate when they hand the microphone. It's even worse. Like, I'd rather just try and yell this as loud as I can and maybe have people hear it. I don't want to, like, speak into a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) They were in the big rooms. Oh, God. They had the system where I guess you could sign in and ask a question into this probably, like, web app type thing. And I'm not a question asker to begin with. And Mm -hmm. to put the extra layer of, like, you have to sign into some web app and like find the right page where <laughs> I can ask a question. I'm like, yeah, not doing that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a question asker. Right. Usually, I roll my eyes at the people that are asking questions. Oh my God, that's like every <laughs> every talk, <laughs> every talk. There's an eye roller somewhere. It's like, come yeah, on, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm that jerk. If the question's way too long, I uh, I'm like, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the times questions turn into like someone else's platform to like yes. debate yes. the yes. talk. And she's like, no, this isn't. No, yeah. you have the wrong idea of what, what this mic in front of you is for. Yeah. And you don't know if this person is, gonna, is a short answer or like a very detailed long answer. So sometimes I even that I'm like, oh, how is he going to answer this? Is this going to be another 10 minutes? I don't know. Like... I recently did a user interview where the interviewee was super quick with his answers. It was like really insane. Like I'd ask a question and he'd give an answer in a sentence. And then it was like, whoa. So then I had to ask questions really fast or to keep the pace. It was crazy. It was like really insane. It was re- I've never had one like that. It was like he was a straight, no BS, no like, well, if I didn't really think about it, it was like, oh, yes, uh, next week and then the week after period it's like wow okay <laughs> was, was that like, oh was that good or like it was good because we i just asked so many questions it was a cool flow because it kind of really allowed for this rhythm of just listening to what he was saying asking about the last thing he said and like really go but it took a lot of work because it was like a, you have to be present for the entire hour you know because you're just yeah. like you're really listening to everything he's saying and like trying to go off of it and not you know, it was really interesting. But anyway, that's just that just reminded me of that. <laughs> that's one of my, like, when doing jobs to be done switch style interviews, one of my favorite things is being able to just say, tell me a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good way to kind of take a breather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elaborate. get them to dive into it a little more or, like, whatever variation of that question that I ask. Just, just like, let's let's dive into this feeling that you just said you had mm-hmm yeah that's a good one that's good what other feelings did you have during south by southwest why don't you tell me more about that why don't you dive <laughs> into that kyle uh yeah <laughs> some of this might be just south by in general some of it is my feelings on conferences but like a lot of it had to do with i went to a couple panels on monday oh boy and okay. panels yeah panels are the worst for why? the people no <sighs> Were you eye rolling the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Just picture you in the back. (laughs) Unless, like, you have to have a series of, like, a very good moderator who's Uh willing Mm -hmm. to get people to have conflicting points of view in the panel. Mm -hmm. And 
people in the panel that are willing to have conflicting points of view and not just up there to like <laughs> think they're there to pitch themselves or pitch their company or or pitch whatever. Like I feel like Ooh, because it's so unscripted, it turns into this agreement thing. And I don't. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I just feel like I, people don't dive into the details, the nitty gritty of what, what, and that could be true of talks. But since talks, mm. a lot of the times, are more prepared, and people are like have have put a lot of thought into, hopefully, put a lot of thought into what people are going to get out of their talk. Mm. I don't think people do that same thing with the panel, and so you don't okay. get good detail. Most of the time, it's all happy and cheery and like. People try to avoid conflict on stage. I see. And they're just like there to sell themselves. Oh. It's like the people I, that yeah. are like going up to ask the question, but instead of asking a question, they're telling a story about themselves. It's like a, a platform for them. Mm. Do you have which which panels did you did you go to? Do you I remember? feel like that's that's mean to call out the panels. Oh, well, that's that's very true. <laughs> I, I'm just kind of curious. Like, was it about design? Like, was it about like new technologies, like stuff like that. One of them was about design and one of them yeah. was about leadership. And cool. the one about design, like they just stayed so high level or mm. talked about mistakes in air quotes of like things that are like so easy to think around that I was just like this. And maybe I'm just being, <laughs> maybe I'm just a jerk. I don't know. It was, it was stuff that didn't seem like it was real. And then the leadership stuff was just like, it was just a bunch of people kind of agreeing with each other, but not going, diving deep. I don't know. Yeah. So you so you should go up there and just fight with everybody. It should be like <laughs> family Maybe I just feud. want drama. <laughs> you think you just want drama, yeah. Is there drama at this panel? Yeah. I'm going to make some. There's none. Maybe it's the four-person panel where like you have to have like, etiquette too of like one person talks and then the next person talks and it's just too many people one of the talks i went to was like half talk and half like fireside chat mm. and i've been to a couple you know one-on-one -on -one essentially chats where people are just like kind of listening into the conversation and those mm. can get a lot more in-depth and they're a lot better than the four-person panel because like everyone's trying to vie for their time on the mic or like trying to interrupt another person or like i don't know the four person p panel plus moderator just mm. i've never been to one that's super good and I, but i understand why people like putting them on is because like as a person who's been on a panel before mm -hmm. like it's it's <laughs> so much nicer because i don't have to prepare i can just go up there and shoot ah! from the hip <laughs> so that's exactly what you don't like about it as being right. an attendee that's so <laughs> <laughs> what a vicious cycle. <laughs> right. So I, I like a lot of it kind of goes back to the conference design and, and design of some of the events. Some of it is just like speakers who weren't totally prepared, which like all of this is really hard to like all of that is yes. really hard to do, like to get up and do a Bruce, essentially what Bruce did, which I imagine he has so much history there of like going up and being really terrible. It takes a lot to be really good at giving a conference talk. Yeah. Uh, and I know and how because often I'm do you not do very it? good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then how often, I mean, unless you're on the, the conference circuit, as they say, 
then you're you're able to really hone in. But if you're doing it once a year, that's right. That's tough to get good at really quickly. Yeah, in South by in general, there's just so much going on, and depending on the talk, like if people flock to one talk, you'll not get in. So I went to, yeah. I tried to get into one talk. It was another leadership talk from someone at IDEO. And we got there like 25 minutes early, but 20, five minutes into waiting online. They're like, oh yeah, the room's full. <gasps> wow. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Did you so, get tacos instead or did you go to another talk? <laughs> Man, tacos are so much of a better idea. I'd be like, oh, we tried. Let's go eat. <laughs> Let's go get tacos. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes I feel like just showing up to any of those things and just being a body in the room is like you can check it off. And you're like, well, I went to this thing and I don't know. It was fine. Like for, I feel like, like with, with panels, I feel that way about because, yeah, you're just kind of want to be involved in a chat that someone's having, I guess, like be a fly in the wall. I don't know. Like you, I've only been to one. I've only been to like one or two panel discussions. And one of them wasn't even in this field at all. It was in um, like political science. It was really interesting because, yeah, the people who had asked the questions were people who were de- like they want to start a debate like immediately so it was it was just like a a weird situation and it ran way over and oh man like if you know that you have like five minutes to like make your point and then people were like going over intentionally because they're like no i got more to say i'm like ugh, like that sucks you know have some (laughs) (laughs) self-control so yeah i think i'm i'm on pause for conferences for a little while and i'm probably not buying a pass to South by again next year. Yeah. Just because personally, I get a lot more out of one-on-one conversations and those smaller, like free events. Like I think I got more out of South by last year than I did this year, even though I went and invested a lot more time, energy, mm-hmm. money into it this year. I think like last year was. The better way to go for me. I'm also like a very introverted person. So like going out on Friday night, Saturday night, Monday night to events that are happening Mm. in the city after going to conference all day, super exhausting. Yeah, that's very tiring. It's very tiring. And how is it living in Austin during this time? I mean, is it kind of nuts? I mean, your city is flooded with people. They wisely plan the spring break for both UT, which is the the big college here, and for all like high school, middle school, elementary school is this week. So South by will look at the school schedule and be like, okay, this is the week spring break is this is the week we're going to have at least the first week of South uh, South by or maybe they talk to each other. I don't know. But so Mm. it decreases on like the count of people that are on the roads and and doing stuff because it's spring break. So all the locals aren't diving into the city as much. And so it's not too bad. Where I live outside the city, driving in isn't an issue because I live west and our offices west of everything that's going on. Hmm. And I'm doing hand motions on an (laughs) auto podcast. because (laughs) They look great (laughs) for everyone. Or I would have avoided all of it if I wasn't involved. So it's not too bad. As long as it's like... A pocket of downtown that you just avoid while people are there. Yeah. 
I haven't been to a, a conference before, like that multi-day type thing. I, I would imagine it would take a lot of work to kind of make it sustainable for yourself, you know? And sometimes I personally do that thing where I'm like in the moment and I'll just do an extra thing because why not? I mean, it's in the moment. And then those, those little extra things start adding up over the course of a few days and then and it's Friday and you're, you found your hole to crawl into. <laughs> oh, I found my hole on yeah. Wednesday and I was like, I am just going to work from home yeah. for the rest of the week. Yeah. I went to a couple of networking events last night and it was, it was great. Actually, it was pretty energizing, which is really nice. I also knew I had, you know, I had like a time in mind that I was definitely going to leave by. So that was helpful and kind of knowing like I wrapped up a conversation with someone. It was for about 20, 25 minutes. I knew I had to leave within the hour. So I was like, I think I like, should go now because if I were to engage with someone, it would be another like half an hour and then blah, blah, blah. I need to eat. So I was like very, it was a very, <laughs> very diligent with my, with my networking. Like I made sure I, my, I, was, I was fed. <laughs> Ample travel time. Was out on the couch by eight o'clock, relaxing. And that was very helpful. So... Yeah, I can Man, imagine you, for a conference. You got it down. Boom, trying. boom, boom. I know myself, Kyle. You know, it's the most <laughs> important thing, everyone. Know your limits or and know when to test them. I didn't want to test them on like a Thursday, you know? Meh. I'll save that for like the weekend. <laughs> but sometimes networking, like the idea of going to a networking event, even the idea in of itself is just exhausting. Like, how many people are going to be there? I mean, honestly, the first thing I think of is, like, when does it end so I can, like, <laughs> mentally prepare? <laughs> it's not that I don't like meeting people, but it's just I like doing it in, like, that organic way, you know? I really like one-on-one conversations, too. So it's really funny when you're at a networking event to network and then you have a name tag and your name tag says a little <laughs> bit about you. And then people like squint at it and they like walk up to you and you're like, oh, hey, like, oh, you're from ThoughtBot. And then that's that's then you start, you know, and you're like, here we go. Start your engines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After doing a bunch of those events this weekend, mm -hmm. for me, it's like the middle school dance. Like I go into them with this idea <laughs> that I'm going to be like the person in the middle that's doing all these awesome moves. <laughs> but in the end, I'm yeah. like totally one of the people like against the wall being like, and trying to find the other people that are against the wall instead of like yeah. diving in. Yeah. I also don't like how it's like totally up to chance if you meet someone that's doing something that you think is interesting too and like have a good conversation. But it's yeah. also so awkward when you find someone that you don't think is interesting or like you don't oh, want to have a further yeah. conversation. It's like, how do you cut them off? And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like all of those dynamics are just really weird. And like, I'd rather, you know, it sounds like we're on the same page. It's just like pinpoint people that I really want to talk to and what I want to talk to them about and like yeah. buy them coffee or buy them lunch and like yeah. have a more, you know, more thoughtful, thoughtful mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah, it's certainly a life skill that we don't learn. In, like, you try and learn in school, but I mean, we have Boy Scouts, we have Girl Scouts. Like, do you have anything around communication? Like how to get out of an awkward conversation? Like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, you, you do like ice, you like study ice nuclei. Cool. 
Like, I, I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> Shit. Even in, <laughs> like, in, like, college, having some sort of preparation for, like, that communication. And yeah. also, like, for designers, having some sort of business, like, forcing designers to take business classes of, like, mm. hey, this is what, what a social networking event is going to be like, and this is how you should approach those. This is, yes. like, giving talks. This is how you do a P&L and, like, yeah. how you do accounting and how to read yeah. through a, a business budget. Like, oh, I man. wish I had all of those things, <laughs> Yeah, those, like, business tools instead of some of the other classes that I took, like, that Chemistry. were probably very enriching for my soul, but less enriching for my future. <laughs> right. And then you also, it's so abstract that you have to kind of be thrown into it in order to learn it, you know. I find that in those situations and networking events, I I find the people who also are, are clearly flustered. And I go up to them and say, God, I hate these things. And they're like, me too. <laughs> and then you make bonds over that. That's kind of, it's it's so funny when you're you're smiling the whole time. And you're like making, you're like, yeah, we're doing the rounds. And then just being like, oh, my God, I'm so, uh, I don't, <laughs> I want to talk about other stuff. I want yeah. I don't want to talk about like, I don't know, how do you pronounce water where you're from? Like, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? How do you, conference. how do you pronounce water where you're from? No, 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 I'm not doing this. <laughs> It's like the most boring. I find it to be like the most boring conversation in the world. Do people actually say that? No one's ever said that to me. Oh, sometimes people. No, I mean, I don't think anyone said it to me either. But I just, just like as an example of like, you start to like get into these weird conversations and you're kind of locked into it. You know, if you're like, oh, uh, I can't make up an entire conversation. Yeah. Right now. F- Philly people say water, water. No. Like I'm not- two D's, WD. W-U-D-D, what, water? This is exactly what I'm talking about. See, now we're going to, I don't want to get into it. I'm not going to participate. But I don't know, everyone <laughs> else just says water, right? Am I saying it I weird? don't know. Oh my God, I'm second know. guessing everything now. <laughs> so, there was a conference I applied to that was over, it was like traveling conference where you go and you stay somewhere. I know that doesn't sound very exotic because that, that like, people did travel to Austin. <laughs> you live there. So <laughs> this <Yeah>. was like, <laughs> I was thinking a lot about that too. It's so funny because we're talking about, I mean, and, and you just went to South by, you just went there for like a week. And we we're just talking about how like those situations are like kind of tiring, kind of stressful. And then here I am, I signed up for one that's like, hey, how about I just go to a hotel for like a week and be completely immersed and see how I feel at the end of that. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to that too. Like, I'm honestly able to better decompress when I have a hotel to go back to than what I did here, which is like come back oh, to my house because yeah. staying, like, staying at my house, I, like <laughs> my, my whole family is living here, mm-hmm. and so like I come home and I don't have that reprieve. Because, mm. you know, my kids need stuff. My my wife's doing stuff. Like, so everything That's else so is going on regular life. But that is also because I have a wife and kids and they have mm-hmm. their own lives and they don't revolve around South by Southwest. Go figure. That's a really good point. <laughs> I remember for our ThoughtBot, for our summer summit, when it was in New York <clears throat> and I was living in New York, it was a very different experience than when I traveled 
to Boston for the next summit because mm -hmm. for the New York one, I was doing all the activities everyone else was doing, but rather than going back to the hotel, which was like a 10 minute walk, I was like going back on the train, going on the subway, taking in like 45 minutes to get home, trying to decompress in my apartment that like, you know, there's like the air, even just in general, you have like a, there's a to-do list, right? You see stuff, you do stuff. Like, so it's just different. It took, it took a little more out of me then when I traveled and stayed in a hotel. Yeah. Because I was able to kind of sneak away a little bit too, like during Summit and just kind of like relax a little bit. For New York, there was a moment <laughs> too where I was able to sneak away, not sneak away, but like after one of the events before, before a dinner, we had like a couple hours to kill. I like went home for a second and I lay down for literally 15 minutes and then like went back on the train and went into the city again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was probably more exhausting than just staying out. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, I can totally see you're able to take like entire like mind like vacation if you're traveling for a conference. That's really yeah. that's an interesting point. Yeah. If there could be a conference, like any conference, like not design related, but like anything, like what would you what would you definitely go to a conference about? Definitely. Like anything. So there was a series of conferences, I think it was every year for a couple of years called Build. And I am very sad that I never went to those. I think they were in Ireland. I still refer to some of the talks that were given. You know, Wilson Miner gave a really amazing talk. I think I'm trying to remember the other ones, but they're not off the top of my head. But like every year, it seemed like they had at least one or two or three like amazing talks. And they, they put them all online, but it just seemed like a really great conference. Conferences are, are really tricky because, again, like giving a talk like Unless someone's really good at, at it, they they usually don't come off very like, mm -hmm. and especially the way that I learn, like I don't learn through someone speaking. So really what I'm trying to get out of a conference when I do go is some sort of inspiration or like renewed drive. So like going to that Bruce Mao talk was really good because it like renewed my passion for design. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to learn anything from that talk. Like a lot of it was just like, hey, like design is awesome. But I felt empowered. I felt a lot better about like what I do. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, great. Like the conferences where people are trying to teach you something or like that's not the way that I learn. So I, that's not what I'm looking for, I guess, out of a conference. It's mm -hmm. giving me a better understanding of you know, how I can take their passion for whatever they're doing and apply it and like absorb some of it, I guess. And like mm -hmm. make me feel excited for the things I'm doing. Renewed excitement, I guess. That's great. That's what I would be looking for in a conference. Yeah. What about like an answer, like making up something like movie announcer? Movie conference. announcer conference? Yeah. Like all the different ways you can. I mean, they can... have conferences about everything. They probably have a, a mu really? movie announcer conference. <laughs> Maybe I should go to that one next. <laughs> I'd be interested in like a voiceover conference. Maybe we should go and they then definitely apply. Have. Right. We should apply those learnings to our podcast. <laughs> I'm sure they have a po a conference for people who are hosting podcasts. There's probably multiple. Yeah. I wonder what those are like. Hmm. I just I pictured a cloud above my head, like a, th like a thought cloud. <laughs> Yeah. And then it's me like walking around being like smiling like an idiot. <laughs> Listening. <laughs> I just see this playing out in my head. 
So the nice thing about that, and I think the nice thing that I've been to like a TEDx or a 99U or like Creative Mornings will have people that aren't talking about design, but they're talking about, uh, I hate the word creative, but that's the only word that's coming to mind. Like creative Mm -hmm. endeavors. So arts, entertainment, like Mm. dance, which I guess is also art, but like they're not all about like how I put these pixels on the screen. And yeah. I, I guess those that are like separated from product design are more empowering. They re-energize me more mm-hmm. than like, this is how we put pixels on the screen. You should do it this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give that talk at uh, Venture Cafe in a couple of weeks on April 5th, I believe. It's like a Thursday in Boston. And that's about design sprints. And that's about putting pixels somewhere or elsewhere. <laughs> well, it's more process stuff, but... I'm, I'm like I'm like already thinking of ways to make that interesting and not. I think if I'm just as animated as humanly possible, maybe it'll be interesting. I'll just go just completely nuts. Yeah, just do I think voices that's, that's and, the definitely the way to go. Yeah, just be crazy, and at least they'll walk out being like, "Wow, she was really into design sprints." Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up your day job ever. <laughs> Anyway, I have to. Uh, you have to get out of here. I gotta get out of here too. So let's let's wrap. Let's uh, let's do it. Episode fifty. Woo! Five zero uh, fifty. Yeah, you can find her show notes at tentative.fm/slash fifty. You can see what do you see? See our tweets at tentative.fm. Yep. Email us at a host at tentative.fm. You can rate us on iTunes. I should know all of this by now after 50 write this episodes. Down. We're going to write this down next. <laughs> after 50, you got to start writing this stuff down. I think I did at one point, and then I I, I, I was like, ah, I don't need it written down. Yeah, right. Uh, case <laughs> That's in point. When, when we also did like an intro instead of like, mm. we did like, hey, this is the Tentative Podcast. You're listening to the Tentative Podcast with Kyle and Jacqueline. Right. Da-da-da-da. So we used to do one of those every episode, and then we're like, meh. Let's try it next time. A yeah. whole new us, we think. A whole new us. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> Don't or, you dare close or your, your ears. ears. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Have a good weekend. You too. Rest up. <laughs> yeah, I will. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. We are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product. With local studios in Boston, San Francisco, New York, London, Austin, Raleigh, and Washington, D.C., let's build something great together.